Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to DealCasters coach, speaker, consultant, influencer, YouTube and brand expert, Mr. Monty Weaver is in the house. Brand Deal Goat, what is going on, man? I am overly <laughs> impressed by how much homework you guys do before a live show. Well, thank, thank you, man. Oh, it's amazing to be here with y'all. Jim and I, when we first started this DealCasters thing, um, you know, we really thought, okay, well, you know, we must be, you know, some of the only few that are kind of doing this, right? So let's maybe we start a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Let's 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 see if there's other creators. Uh, and so we jumped on Clubhouse and um, we talked to uh, Chris Williams, who joined us on, on on Clubhouse, and he goes, "Oh, you know what you guys need to do? You guys need to join this Facebook group." that has Amazon Live influencers in it. I was like, oh, there already is one. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after about a week, Jim and I were like, I'm glad we didn't do it because <laughs> you guys, uh, and I've told this to Melody and, and shout out to, to Melody Johnson and Chris P. Giles as well. The best Facebook group admins in the game, Monty, uh, that you guys are uh, really just pulling together that community. We love that we're a part uh, of that. You guys uh, just really do a great job of of that. So thank you for that. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's it was one of those things where when I started on Amazon Live, I was like, same thing. Is there anybody else doing this? And I reached out to Melody Johnson and Chris Giles. And I said, what if we just st start a Facebook group and let people come because I couldn't find any information on Amazon Live, quite frankly. I would go to Amazon's website. There was nothing there. I would go to YouTube. Couldn't find anything. I was Googling. I couldn't find anything. So I just said, I'll just figure this out. And they joined me for the ride of figuring it out. And we started the group and we kind of had our ideas of what we wanted the group to look like and feel like. And quite frankly, we've actually denied more people in the group that we've ex than we've accepted yeah. just to be able to kind of keep the, the standard there for this community. So we definitely appreciate you guys for being part of that group and obviously what you're doing with this upcoming event because um, getting a chance to see everybody else on what I still think is a small group of us, you know, in this big space. So it's going to be great to see everybody together. You know, you made it sound like it was just so easy, you know, <laughs> and and I think that that's one of the, that's one of the great um things about Monty Weaver. And for those of you who are joining us on, on wherever you're joining and you don't know yet about this gentleman, please go. We've got all of the links uh, in, in the show notes and just check out uh, what is going on uh, with him, you know, in terms of masterminds, in terms of, you know, working with influencers, uh, with brands. Um, but you have this way about uh, yourself that I think is, is attractive to a lot of people. Um, I, it's it it's no doubt in my mind you know a ton about um, a lot of different things including tech uh, but you've carved out a, a niche for um, I guess what you consider people who are non techies right yeah. and so so like you you like to work and it's somewhat the premise of of our show as well is because we feel like a lot of people think they have to do all of the things as it relates to all these texts. And we're doing, a, there's a lot of bells and whistles everyone's seeing here, right? Uh, but it, it took a while to get here. Uh, and we had to start with just a phone in our pocket and a webcam and, and all of those things. Um, but you continue to do that and, I, and with people who are non-techies. I think it takes a lot of patience. So I think oh, that yeah. speaks to that. So um, is that 
I mean, what what does it take in order for someone uh, like yourself to deal with people at levels of high level and and levels in between and be able to fill their needs uh, on all fronts? Yeah, I, I I worked in the help desk for a while. It was one of my first jobs getting into professional IT. So you know, get out of school and you do customer service. But one of the first real jobs was the help desk support. So people were calling all the time. This is not working. That's not working. And so you learned how to deal with the issues that people were facing because computers weren't their main thing. They needed the computer to do their jobs. They needed to do contracts. They needed to send out emails. They needed other software. And so I really just understood how to listen to what their problem was, try to dig a little bit deeper and then give them an, an answer that they could actually understand. And if they couldn't fix it themselves, then, okay, I would come to the rescue and I would do it for them and kind of explain to them what's happening at a, at a higher level rather than getting so deep into the weeds of it. And so your question is really interesting because I worked with people that were just coming into uh, working on their computers all the way up to executives and VIP levels and high branches that support our nation. So I've worked with the whole gamut of people when it comes to their tech issues. And one thing that I found is when I came to this entrepreneurial side, it was a lot of people were saying, go get this, go buy that. And people would go and do it, but they had no understanding of why they were doing it. And they would overspend or they wouldn't get what they really needed. So now they had to go get another piece of equipment or a device and so when I was able to like really just identify what are you trying to accomplish and then give them a solution based around that and just not make it so tech heavy in the language because they would get confused. What's the XLR versus USB? All right. You know what? Don't worry about that. <laughs> what do you have on your computer? And I'll find you an option so you can just plug it in. Ugh. And people responded to that. And that just made it so much easier for them to not feel so overwhelmed by the tech because I just always keep in my mind, this is not what they do. This is what I do. So they're not going to understand this if I try to go all techie on them. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that, you know, everyone who's listening and, and watching right now, uh, if you're a content creator and likely there's a ton of people that are, um, and for, for good reason, um, it's, did you listen to how he was saying he, he hardly ever said I or me? He was, he was, he was always talking about someone else and what they need, and what their issues are, and how he would solve their problems. And I think a lot of people, when they fire up a camera or a microphone, and they want to do a podcast, or they want to do a show, uh, or they want to launch a business, and they think they've got a great idea, they're not thinking about who their customer is, who their ideal listener is, who uh, their ideal viewer is, what their problems are, and how your content that you do can solve the, their problems or whatever you're developing could solve their problems. And I love how you said that because it was like, well, this person has a problem. How do I solve that problem? And it might not be what they think is, uh, is the solution. Here's what I have for them uh, to do that. I think that's amazing. Well, and, yeah. I, and I want to add too, Chris, going back to something you said earlier, Monty, what a lot of people miss the boat on and you get this, you got to speak in their language. If you start, you know, talking like you're the geek squad or whatever, you're just going to go right over people's heads. Chris and I have this challenge on a daily basis with our lovely brides when it comes to tech. And so, you know, I might have to hire you for tech support for my, for my house <laughs> because sometimes I'm like, 
I got to remember that they don't understand it. How do I keep it simple? What, you know, but I think that's a great point, right? People's like, oh, get this. And, but even when we buy things, right? Or we're reviewing stuff that, that we're, you know, talking about here on Amazon. We, it's like, oh, it didn't come with this cable I needed. Or, oh, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the batteries. And these are things people need to know up front because otherwise they get frustrated. And then they want to, you know, they end up sending the stuff back. And, and then if you're the one that told them, they'll be like, well, why right. didn't you tell me that? Right. Yeah, I'm big on use case. You know, I try to keep that in the front of my mind a lot. Is it, it, It's funny, we were actually talking about this in another room I was in. And our words have a lot of power. And especially if you're in front of a camera, they have so much power and you may not even realize how far your words reach. And so if I'm talking about a specific tech product, I keep in and keep in mind that not everybody really understands what I'm talking about. They might see the flashy object and think they need it. And so I try to remember, okay, let me put some context around it. And I'll say it all the time. I know people probably get tired of me saying it. And I'll kind of reset. And I say, let me put context around what this actually is, what this does. Yes. Who would this be a good fit for? So that people know, okay, I'm not just trying to tell you to go and buy this because we're on Amazon Live and it benefits me, but I don't want you to have to go send it back. I don't like sending stuff back and then you have to drive out or go print out labels. Like that's just an extra hassle. So if I can just be upfront with you, <laughs> the reality is there's a whole bunch of options on the market. So if you don't like this one or this is not a good fit, there's probably something else that's available to you. And so I don't mind giving you the options that are out there for you. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's so amazing. It took me a while to to realize. Like, I, I I used to slag certain microphones, and you know, here as Amazon Live influencers, you can't really you can't really do that, right? And then I came to the realizations, like you know, I I, I would hear a podcast or or see uh you know a video and hear the audio and go, man, that sounds really good. I wonder what mic they're using. And then you look down in their show notes and you see they're using that mic that you didn't think so highly of. And mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, you just have to realize, you know, whatever you make sound good for your voice, whatever makes you, you know, sort of look good, you know, obviously Jim is different than Monty is different than Chris. So, and there's so many options. There's so many products on, available on Amazon, products out in the marketplace. Um, and so it's just finding the right fit for that particular person. And I love how you're, you're, you're sort of going down that rabbit hole um, with, with the individuals. But obviously, you can't deal with every single individual um, here on Amazon or, or uh, you know, on, on the planet. And so, you started, you started to do a number of sort of masterminds and, and, and group coaching. And, um, you know, you're, you're creating a ton of, of great value there. You're, you're, you have this huge community of, of influencers um, that uh, been built, but I, you know, I wanted to transition into that a little bit, and you know, and talking about because one of the things that I found a lot int- uh, very interesting uh, with you is that you've said this before, and it's true. It's true in the case of Jim and I as well. You don't need a six-figure subscriber base to be an impactful influencer and to have conversations with brands that you really believe in. And um, I just, you know, obviously, you're not going to give away the special uh, sauce. But ladies and gentlemen, when you get Monty Weaver live, and you ask Monty Weaver a question, this gentleman will answer your question. 
Now, if you try to get them on a side chat or you try to DM them, um, there may be a paywall involved. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so you're here on Dealcasters. It's a deal. You have Monty Weaver alive. And so if you have a, a question for him, please put it in the chat. If you do me a favor and put a cue in front of it, that way we can you know keep track of, of the questions as they come in. But Monty, what do you say to, to someone who you know, is a content creator, but is just, you know, is in the double digit followers here and doesn't have many subscribers here and, you know, really wants to get into the space, but it seems like such a huge long game uh, for them. Uh, what are, what are some, some maybe uh, some things for them to think about some tips some practical use cases for them? Yeah. Uh, you hit it right on the head, Chris. I, I'll tell you everything. If you catch me live, I tell people, if you catch me live, I'm here. So I'll answer the question. When I'm not live, then you're probably impeding upon some time where you will hit a pay gate. So definitely, <laughs> I encourage y'all to ask questions if you're live. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think about working with brands and sponsors a little bit different than I even did like six months ago or a year ago. Because when I first got my first brand deal sponsorship, I was I got it because of YouTube. I literally had recorded a video um, about different software that I was using for my audience. Like I was helping them with tutorial videos, essentially. And a company reached out and they said, hey, would you like to try our microphone? And at the time, I think I had a right around 5,000 subscribers. And so I kind of was like in my mind, oh, okay, well, this is kind of the number that you need for brand deals and sponsorships because I had never thought about it. I thought you needed 100,000. So when I had 5,000, I was like, cool, that's the number. But my channel had grew so fast that that number was really even too high because when I started working with other people and they were trying to ask me how I was getting these deals and I would see their their audience count, their follower count, they would have like a thousand subscribers, a couple hundred subscribers. But I was really having them do the same thing that I did, create content mm. around the things that I like, around the things that I use. And so when the people that were having like a thousand and like 800 followers and subscribers, they were getting approached by different brands. I was like, oh, there's something here to this. You know, I'm no guru on it, but I was like, I just go do what I did. And then I had this guy not even two months ago. He had four YouTube subscribers, four. Mm. And he was able to get a brand deal. Wow. By being a part of the community and some of the things that we talk about. And I was like, oh. If people just create content around the things that they like, around the things that they use, around the things that their audience needs, it's a lot easier to get the attention of these different brands and sponsors because they are looking for the content. They want to see what we are saying as consumers. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the more I talked about certain softwares that I liked and certain companies that I like, those are the ones that began to reach out. And then it began to attract companies that I didn't talk about. I was just a fan of. And when they started reaching out, I was like, I can create more videos. I can show other people, you know, how to get their videos out there. I don't, uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble on y'all's show because sometimes I teach and I go on a rant. <laughs> no, man, go on, preach, I, no, no, man. Go ahead. Come on. I don't, <laughs> I don't focus on trying to create three posts a day, morning, noon, and night, or trying to make the latest and greatest reel. None of that has helped me get a brand deal. The fact that I come, I show up and I talk about the things that I know, that is what gets them to reach out to me. 
Now, if I wanted to create the cool reels and all that kind of stuff and spend eight hours trying to make it all work, I could. But I would much rather collaborate with the brands because they just see me. And if I can just show up on video or in a, in a blog post or in a picture image and get their attention, they're so much more willing to work with what I like to do. And as a content creator, if you've ever fallen into a rut, you know that sometimes creating content is the last thing you want to do. But if I can just show up how I want to show up and not have to worry about being on 18 different platforms, then that just works so much easier for me. And I've had a ball working with all these different companies so far. That's amazing. And um, I, I, a lot of people are taking us up on uh, asking you questions. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we get Monty, Monty Weaver for free today. Uh, but there's a couple of really great questions uh, that we want to highlight, and they're coming in on Amazon. So Lamont Wayne wants to know, is it is it worth it to work with a top-selling brand for just free products to show, or should we always be charging a fee? Great question. Yeah. I, I love y'all's question. Good thing y'all are asking it why it's free, because you might not like the answer, in my opinion. <laughs> I think it really depends. I, it, it really depends, because... There are top brands that I'm willing to work for free for because they're the top brand. And I have this thing that I call a digital resume. So if I'm working with a top brand on my digital resume, it makes me look super good to my audience. And it makes me look super attractive to opposing brands because they're like, oh, you're working with that company. My credibility has gone up just by doing a free uh, YouTube video or a free IG post. My credibility has instant rise. Now, you will get to a point where you're like, hey, I'm bringing you a lot of sales. I'm bringing you a lot of attention. Hey, we're we going to have to talk about signing some checks now because there's value that I'm bringing to your brand. So it really de depends, I think, on where you're at and really what you're trying to accomplish as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and speaking of, uh, you know, uh, Professor Nez, who we had spoke about earlier, who's who's here joining us uh, in the chat in this in the creator economy, you know, this is really, you know, writing the script for yourself, right? And you can, you know, you're in control of that for sure. And I think a lot of what would you say, Monty? Just as a follow up to that, there's a lot of content creators that look down uh, on that and say, where if you're going to take products from a company and do something. Uh, your take your time to create a video to go live to show it on Amazon to do that 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 waters down all of the influencers so the entire you know if we're going to create value for the entire creator economy you shouldn't be doing all of this stuff for free um, like uh, what's what's your what's your take on that I mean I know you kind of said like well maybe you do start for free gain that credibility and then you know nothing is for free maybe or um, you know it, it depends like. How would uh, how would somebody you know really kind of like navigate that? Because honestly, that comes about. You know, people say stop taking stuff for free. You're watering my influence down by doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love the question. Again, <laughs> some people might not like my answer. This is just me. I'm taking it from my, my girl Roz. It's just me. I have to look out. I have to be a little selfish. So if, I, if I'm working with a brand and it's going to be really good and beneficial to me, then I'm going to, I could take that brand and do it for free. But I, I, consciously, I know I'm not going to always do it for free. I, I will charge for working with companies that I really like. 
Now, we on Amazon, we have Amazon sellers, which is like a side category for me, which are just people that want to push product. But companies, those that, that's who I really want to work with long term. I, I have companies that I really want to work with. And because I know I can create value and talk the language of what a deal looks like, the same way I've talked the language to my non-techies, mm-hmm. that is what allows me to sign the checks. Yep, I can put out content that they like. And if I pull that content back from you and it was working, you're more likely to say, what does it take to create more content? Because we're all unique. Only, Chris, you can resonate with a certain gr- group of people. Jim, you can resonate with a certain group of people. I can resonate with a certain group of people. And if the brand, they see the value in what we're creating. And if you work with some good brands and you talk to the the good people at these companies, I think building that relationship there too, I'm giving too much away, (laughs) throwing out ideas and just saying, hey, what do you guys think about this? Is this something that you guys think would work? Can we try it? If you can see what what these companies respond to and they're willing to do these different things, it's a lot easier to ask them for the money uh, versus just saying, I charge X amount of dollars if you've never done anything in the past. Like if you don't have any social yes. proof behind you, don't think you can just charge five and six figures. You have nothing to show. So you might have to do some things for free. So does it bring down everybody? Huh. But if you're good enough, I, it doesn't bring you, it doesn't bring down my rates. Mm. I know that. But I, but I also know too, Ani, on the, on the flip side, because Chris, Chris came across this talking to someone that he knows where people charge a lot and the and a company pays for it mm-hmm. and they don't get the results so then that also looks bad on us as creators right so it it, it works yeah. both ways yeah it it definitely looks bad on us as creators but i keep in mind the fact that i have some things that i can show that what i've done so yeah brand you might have not got the results from that creator but I am super transparent with a lot of the brands I work with too. I'm like, hey, I don't think this video is going to hit. I don't think this is going to work. This mm. is why. This is why I'm not willing to restructure my offer because what you want me to do, I've tried already and it mm-hmm. failed. So as much as I would love to work with you, I know it's not going to work. So if you, especially if you haven't done it the way I like to do it, um, then I like to propose that to them. I'll even give them a discount just to show proof that this could work. And let them know, hey, I'm not like the other person. Um, don't don't give me more ammunition, brand. Because if you tell, if you slip up and tell me who you worked with or what they did and it didn't work, then I know how to reposition my offer better. So that I, if a brand is willing to pay you, I take some of those funds and make sure that I get the deliverables done and I get the execution done, and they're going to see the results of it, especially if they pay me. God, that's so good. It's like. Um... Yeah, I think a lot of people just think, okay, um, okay. Once I'm a once I'm a creator, once I'm an influencer, I all I have to do is do these same things other people are doing, and it, it's it's never it's never true. And really, anything you got to put the work in, and you got to get creative to differentiate yourself from other people. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, well, yeah, okay. My rate to do a product video is X. My rate to do a uh, incorporate it in a live stream is uh, is Y. Uh, my rate to do that. Well, that's what everybody else is doing. Uh, if if you're someone who's who's you know early in the game in content creation or been doing it for years, this is gold. This is like this is how you differentiate yourself in the creator economy is to 
do something that somebody else isn't doing to add value to what you're doing. That doesn't mean that you're devaluing yourself. You're actually increasing the value uh, for yourself and separating yourself uh, from others. I've got some other uh, great questions here. Um, this is Tommy and Kalamazoo uh, on Amazon. Monty, do you work with any of the new companies on Amazon Launchpad? I don't know who's on Amazon Launchpad, so I don't know. I, I could be, <laughs> but I don't know if they are or not. So I have not even had. A I chance think we'd to like to, Tommy. Um, so uh, we, all of the all of our uh, uh, details are in uh, in the show notes. But uh, I think one company that uh, one of the creators I worked with worked with uh, uh, the the guys who were on Shark Tank who did sneaker erasers. Um, oh, okay. you know, so we did uh, we did something uh, with them. I think you know the stuff on Amazon Launchpad. Just like uh, just like anyone, I mean, these are brand new companies. They're bootstrapping. Uh, Amazon does a lot for those companies uh, too. And there's all kinds of you know you can win uh, all kinds of great uh, you know funding and all kinds of great things. Uh, but yeah, I'm, the same way for Jim and I, we haven't really worked directly with any of the uh, Amazon Launchpad. Here's a question from our good friend Phil Hill. Uh, Phil Hill. Um, who is an Amazon influencer, and it's Phil Hill knows smart home tech. Uh, a great dude, also has been on Dealcasters in the past. He uh, says, uh, "Can you address the need for an influencer to have a community coach or a mastermind as they move to the next level?" I'm a I'm a big advocate for having coaches um, and being part of community and being part of mastermind, just in general. And I think this influencer space. I think you almost require at least some type of community at, at a bare minimum. If you don't go and hire a coach or be a part of a mastermind, I, I think you at least need to be part of a community because there's so many things that are constantly changing. There's so many, there are literally, I, I have a list in my community, Chris and Jim, of all these different influencer websites that people can go sign up for. Mm -hmm. Like Amazon Live is just like kind of where we hang our hats at because it's it's Amazon and it's live streaming and we like it. But there are a whole bunch of other platforms that are out there. So yeah. there's things that are constantly changing and that are out there. And if you're trying to do all of this yourself, there may be a platform that you fit really well for, but you don't even know exists. Okay. So at least being a part of a community, you can you can find out other avenues that you could fit really well in it. And I've directed people. I, I see Chris is here in the chat. I remember Chris, he literally signed up for one of my, one of my YouTube classes, I think. And same thing with Melody. And I told them, I said, hey, I think you guys should look at YouTube or look at Amazon Live. I just think it'll be a better platform for you. It's nobody's over there right now. It's super easy to just go live like Chris likes going live versus recorded videos anyway. So I'm like, it just is a better fit. So being a part of a community is kind of where you can learn, hey, how much do I charge? And you can look over at your friend like, hey, how much did you charge for this? Or like, what deliverables did you give versus trying to go to YouTube and like never really finding the answer because... Nobody really tells you the answer on there because of all the reasons that it makes it a little difficult to tell you the exact answers on YouTube. But if you're part of a community, you can like, hey, yo, uh, Jim, Chris, y'all want a brand deal with this company? I'm like, yeah, okay, here's the email address. Like, stuff just happens so much faster when you're in a community. Well, yeah. and and I'm part of Monty's uh, Blueprint community. And let me tell you, it's amazing. When I see what you find Monty for us as part of your community to check out. I, I've been blown away by it. I, I mean, I told Chris, I was like, this is, this has been more than worth it for me. And I think, uh, you know, that, but you, you take this stuff seriously, right? Because you realize that 
if you didn't put the work in, we we would all see it. it's like, oh, well, why am I part of this? But, you know, and then just the conversations we have with each other, right? Yeah. I mean, and uh, so, I mean, you know, hats off to to what you're doing with the blueprint and uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we were hanging out on Monday just mm-hmm. talking Amazon Live, just kind of some of the in the weed stuff. What's working? What's not working? Do we need to spend our time doing this versus this? You know, what What do you guys like? What do we don't like? So, you know, it just gives us a chance to really understand what's going on. And then I'm like in it every day. I'm scouring different uh, opportunities that are out here, putting it in the group for people to you know, go and apply for, you know, some are free, but there's a lot that are paid opportunities now, um, especially for those people that are on the Instagram. Instagram is not my thing, but when I find them, I got to give them to somebody. Right. So uh, <laughs> I, I only can give them to people that are, you know, in a community. Yeah. It's like the, what the rising tide lifts all ships. Right. And, and I think a lot of, it's tough, uh, to get past for some people, the fact that another content creator, they look at as their competition. And this is not at all what you're talking about. And I think uh, for those that um, have been in it for a while, you realize, you know what? My voice is not for everyone. Jim's voice is not for everyone. Monty's voice is not for everyone. Monty specializes in certain things and he can actually do something that's very specialized that I might not be able to do and vice versa. And so to look at any platform and any content creator as your competition, please, I mean, there are like, seriously, especially on Amazon, there are, you know, gazillion products launched every minute. Um, and, you know, all of this stuff just makes all of this better. And so, you know, and, and when you get a thriving community uh, with you know, like what Monty has built uh, for influencers, you're going to get better. And, um, and, you know, and, and to what you said earlier, Monty, it's like the brands that w- uh, Jim and I have spoken to that have already spoken to you, I'm, I, <laughs> um, without question and without us saying that we know you, they bring you up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I want them to know me. I want them to work with Monty, not, not work with the tech guy or the guy that can sell a microphone or a, a monitor. I want them to know my name. So when I show up, they know that I can attract the same audience that they're looking for. And that's... That's the part of this whole influencer thing that I've tapping into is like that personal brand. Mm. So when Chris shows up, oh, oh, we know Chris. Yeah, because Chris has been here before. When when Jim shows up, oh, we know Jim. Jim is just not this this guy that's an influencer. No, that's Jim. I want I want Jim. And so I'm looking forward to like really connecting with people that come to the conference, especially on that Friday when we dive into Amazon Live. To, to really just share with them some of these different ways of looking at how you can really work with these brands and still be you. Like, y'all know you could sell community. Like, you could be a part of the brand's community and drive their community. Some of these some of these products, I've, I've been in their Facebook groups and they're just dormant. They're just, nobody's answering questions. Everybody has a question, but nobody's really answering the question. But you can literally sell yourself as the influencer being in the community and get paid to answer the questions in an already established Facebook community. Like that's just one of the things that I've done is literally, okay, I'll answer the questions. I use it all day, every day. I'm going to answer the questions for my audience anyway. I'll get paid to go into your established group, continue to build my credibility by giving people the answers that I'm going to give them anyway. 
I'll be quiet now. <laughs> we got Monty Weaver free for as long as he'll let us. Um, yeah, I have no time in the day. <laughs> uh, but Lamont's got a great question. What's the best way to approach a brand you'd like to work with? Is it emails on their website, social media better? So I focus on attracting brands. I have very, very, very seldom reached out to any brands that I've wanted to work with so far. I will in the future. All right, take notes on this. So when I do to attract a brand is I make sure that I'm following them on their social media platforms, especially the ones that I use. I'll look for them to run advertisements or any type of posts about their products or services. And I will literally go into, oh gosh, don't take my favorite brands, y'all. I'll go to my the brands and I'll leave a comment. Hey, love your product. Can't wait to test this out. This looks amazing. I've literally said, I would love to share this on Amazon Live with my audience in the comments of the mm. social media posts. Instagram, YouTube, oh. I've, I've gotten the equipment sent to me as a result. I had one company say, are you part of our, um, I think it was like influencer program. I forgot the term they used. And I said, yeah, I had applied for it a few months ago, but they had never, they never, you know, went through the process until I responded on one of their Facebook posts. And they said, oh, we'll go ahead and expedite that. So it was those little things. So I sent no emails. Like I don't say oh, like official emails. Hey, my name is Monty Weaver and I do all of this stuff. Hey, I, I like what you guys are doing over there and I would like to test your product. That that's literally the email. Like when people say, Yeah, that's literally no, that's literally the email. It's <laughs> it's so elementary school, that's the email. But I like to attract brands, to be honest with you. I'll I show up on Amazon, I talk about the things that I like. And if a brand sees me, they'll reach out. Same thing on YouTube. I talk about what I have already. That's the easiest thing for me to do is talk about what I already have and what I already know, make some videos on it, upload it. The thing is, I upload them for my community. I talk about it for my community. Mm. So I'm bringing that element where the brands see that I'm educating people on their product. Not because I'm trying to educate people for the brand's sake, but I'm trying to educate my community. They're non-techies. So for me, I got to make it simple for you. I got to tell you what each button kind of does so that you know how to actually use it. And I think right. the brands, for my style, they appreciate the fact that I can educate on those products as well. But yeah, I don't, I don't do a lot of email outreach. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's almost like a you know someone that gets all their business from referrals, right? You're you're like what you're you're showing. Like, if anybody wants to know, just Google my name, right? And and you'll be able to see it. But I, I love what you said about the fact that you were already using some of the products. And I think a lot of people that are influencers and they're like, oh man, I'd really love to work with company X, Y, or Z. Well, go buy their product. If, if, you, really if you really like that product, you likely already have something. So, yep. so what better way is to have some sort of demonstration to the brand that you're already using that brand? We already were talking into Shure microphones when we were having a conversation with Shure. For, as an example, we already had um, you know, our sure, uh, uh, 215 ear monitors and we've been using them for three years. Um, and so when you start having a conversation, you're not like, well, I use this particular brand, um, but I'd love to use your mics. It's like, it, it's a different, it's a different vibe. Plus I love the education piece, but I think it kind of pulls back to what you said before. These brands see the community that you've built. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I'd also add too, Chris, and this is what Monty, people, you need to listen to what Monty just said. This is the key. Monty is engaging with the brands he wants to work with, not 
every brand because I know mm. all three of us get approached all the time come on. by these companies. Hey, come talk about our microphone. It's like, I've never heard of you. I don't know about you and I'm not going to r- risk my reputation just to talk about everything. And, mm. and I think it's so, it's, it goes back to just like in business, it's okay to say no to a potential client. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's why I pass along so many. I don't think people realize how many offers I will pass along to other people, especially if they're just getting started. Yeah, it, because they one they have no credibility. So what I allow them to do, y'all use y'all use my words at the beginning: access, leverage, and execute. Those are my three words. I allow people to leverage my name. So I'll literally say, "Hey, I think this person will be a good fit," and I think and, and I'll and I'll help them un understand what that language looks like to communicate with the brand. But I literally say, hey, this person would be a good fit for you because I, they know going into it is probably going to be that person's first brand. I'm letting them know, hey, this is something that they're trying. This is what I'm going to really want to do. Can we test this idea? Mm-hmm. And they're willing to do that, but they can't, they wouldn't do that if Monty wasn't involved. So I don't even mind leveraging. They sent me an email. They want to do a deal. That That's really what the brands want. They want to sell this product. So if Monty is involved, this is how Monty chooses to be involved. Monty's going to say, this person will create the content and put it on their platforms. And so I just help facilitate that because I, I want to see my people win. I want to see mm. someone that never got a brand deal before get a brand deal. Even if I softball it to them, they got the deal. Now they can work on that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now they can cultivate something further. Maybe it's, hey, we'll live stream for a whole month on your different products. So it gives them that opportunity to see, oh, this is what a brand deal looks like. This is what the deliverables look like. Because there's a lot that goes into it when you first start off. Like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to post like three times. And, and I <laughs> forgot that I had that in my contract. So it allows them to kind of get their feet wet and allows the brand to still feel comfortable know that I'm I'm right behind that person that they're going to actually sign the contract with. And it feels like you're specializing some of these things too for the brand. You become that sort of comfortable yeah. pair of shoes that they can go back to, right? And so when you when if it's your first um you know brand deal with uh you know I don't know a, a headphone company, um maybe you didn't charge that much uh, and you probably gave them a little bit too much. Uh, but if they had a good experience they may be back, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's that's important. And as well as uh, you know, we got another question. I don't know who's this person. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Melody Johnson, uh, best Facebook uh, admin in the game. Uh, she wants to know what simple equipment uh, and sort of low price items can you recommend to new creators? Yeah. So one of the the people that's in our community too is Geraldine Wilkins. And Geraldine, you mentioned it earlier, Jim. She, she's in the quilting business. And so one of the one of the conversations we had and I, I said, OK, well, I won't focus too much on tech because, you know, she does quilts. And she was like, no, 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 I do tech, too, it's because companies see the tech that she's using to do the live streams. So I say that to say, if you're going to be showing up on these social media platforms to work with different brands and sponsors and tech is of some interest to you. Consider looking for the, the the products that those brands have to offer in the marketplace versus just buying something just to get the job done. Because like, I don't know, if y'all don't know by now, Sure is one of my favorite companies in the world. But like the Sure branding could sit here all day, every day. Or I could wear 
uh, a lapel microphone with the with the branding, or I could have stuff behind. Well, y'all see all the short stuff behind mm-hmm. me. So I'm just a super <laughs> fan. But like people will ask me, what do I use? And I can tell them about that BZB gear or what, where did you get that on air button from? I can tell them about that because it's product placement as well. So the equipment, not only think about low cost equipment, but like what is going to be a good piece of investment that you could potentially work with that brand as well. Uh, but there's just so many good things on the market right now. I've used so many different like microphones from companies from $40 and nobody told, could tell the difference to the $400 microphone that I'm using right now. Um, I also think about infrastructure. I'm a techie. So if you get this $400 microphone, you might need a couple extra components that might take the price up a little bit more. Mm. So kind of knowing your infrastructure and what you're looking to accomplish, ease of use. So you don't want something that has a whole bunch of buttons on it and you never use all the buttons. I have this, I'm going to switch camera in because I hope I'll mess y'all up real quick. But I've got this big old switcher right here. There we go. Sometimes people want this. I'm like, you might not need this if you want to do you know, two camera angles because it does break up the shot a little bit. You don't need this, but there are options that cost way less than that that yes. allow you to do multiple camera angles. Um, hiring cameras, you know, they cost a little bit more, but the quality, I've literally gotten a brand that said, hey, the quality of your video is amazing. That sold them. They, it wasn't even Monty at that point. It was just yeah. the quality of the video sold them. So, and having multiple camera angles, that sold them. But you can do that with three webcams and just plug those into your computer. So, there's different things that you can accomplish at different price points, but I think that's kind of one of the things I think about, especially for people that want to tap into the influencer spaces, maybe getting the equipment that aligns with some of these brands that you want to work with as well. See, now, uh, I said earlier uh, to all of the viewers and, and listeners uh, later when we put that out, this out as a podcast that you're going to get gas. And then you had to hit that back back camera. Sorry for the audio podcast listeners, but we just got to, we got to look into the Starship (laughs) Enterprise with that big old ATEM Mini Extreme uh, available in the carousel, uh, Amazon. So we are paying attention there. Um, uh, But, you know, the the thing is, is like, um, I think we forget that most people don't need all that stuff. And so it's it's always good, uh, you know, one of the, greatest pieces of of advice that I got from one of uh, one of the my clients that I work with who's a big sales trainer is in, and I showed him one of our shows and uh, we had another content creator on that had all kinds of wonderful amazing very expensive gear and we thought that that was just that was a great show it looked great and he said you're not talking to most people he said why not when you're having a conversation an interview with a person like that, they're talking about the microphone that they had before and the microphone that they had before that or the camera mm-hmm. they had before or how about their iPhone? And mm-hmm. I smacked myself on the forehead and I was like, of course, because that is most people. Because I think a lot of times when you get up and you say, here's my uh, $2,000 Sony camera and here's my $400 mic, they think, well, I can't be that. I don't have that kind of budget. And that's really why Jim and I kind of started the show. And it's a lot of what you're talking about is like, that's okay, because guess what? Like I have a, I had a Blue Yeti mic that I bought, and so did Jim, and I had an even, and I had a Radio Shack piece of garbage that I've even recorded audio on. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to learn at, at that and understand what mic technique was and how to sound, how to put fluffy stuff in a room to get things to sound right, and how I could just grab a lamp and put it in front of my face as opposed to behind, yep. so it didn't look Come like I was now. in the witness protection program, <laughs> and like. All of those things are free. 
those are that stuff you've got around in your house, in your pocket. Start there, and then um, then we can help you kind of you know get to uh, you know the Starship Enterprise level where Monty Weaver's at, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell people, you know, that follow me, like I'm a techie. Like I just buy stuff sometimes just because I want it, not necessarily because yep. it actually is going to be part. Some of this stuff, like, is definitely not used every single day, y'all. Right. I just want it. Like I used to work in an environment where I had three uh, monitors, mm-hmm. so I've always been used to working on three monitors. Like even before I kind of showed up on social media, I've always personally had three monitors because I've always worked in that environment. And so when it's like some of the ultra-wide monitors came out, I was like, huh, I just want ultra-wide. Not because I wanted the ultra-wide, but because I'm so used to the real estate of the monitors that I was working on. And it just made sense to go from three down to one because I could still get the real estate and I'm already used to it. If I go and work on a 17-inch monitor, I'd probably like quit working because I, I can't do it. <laughs> so I'm just used to the real estate. That's why I have the big old monitor. <laughs> oh, man, this is amazing. The um. Uh, the Amazon chat is is going nuts. Uh, we appreciate you all uh, uh, joining us, and so so is uh, YouTube. All the tubes, uh, we appreciate it. We're here with Monty Weaver of Blueprint uh, Influencers. Monty, what's uh, what's the site? If you if if someone here is 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 catching you for the first time, they've been under a rock and they don't know who Monty Weaver is. Um, what's the best place, uh, you know, your Amazon, uh, shop. Um, and if, if they're interested in, uh, you know, whether it's blueprint influencers or I know you're a speaker, uh, and amongst other things, you've got, uh, you know, an, in the creator economy, there's multiple revenue streams and this gentleman <laughs> has, has many of those where, what's the best place for people to connect with you? If you go to the website, montyweaver.com, um, that, it's kind of like the cornerstone on one of the sites that I'm just constantly working on to improve. And from there, you can kind of find what you need on the different platforms, Amazon, YouTube, speakers, you know, trying to put some past uh, work I've done on there for video production. So um, that's the easiest place to kind of find what you need there, um, learn about the community, all that good stuff. Awesome. Amazing awesome. stuff. Amazing stuff. Uh, Monty, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Take, any, take as much. Oh, no, we can hang out. If you want to keep giving us free time. <laughs> oh, I love hanging out with you guys. Yeah, um, likewise, man. I appreciate Absolutely. you guys for uh, inviting me on. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to uh, to spending some time, uh, you know, hopefully breaking bread and, uh, you know, really just, you know, sharpening the irons uh, in Orlando. At uh, at VidFest, uh, this gentleman will be on the stage. We'll be joining uh, uh, just seventeen other Amazon influencers on Friday at the Hilton in Orlando on May twenty seventh. I think I can get that uh, I can get that date right. But it's also part of PodFest, and so there's just hundreds of other great speakers and thousands of people to network with. Um, uh, so please join us at. Um, and, and I know Chris uh, Crispy Giles is ready because he's uh, he's been here and uh, he's been uh, super active in the chat. Thanks for uh, joining us, Russ, as well. Yeah, Russ, uh, we were on your show uh, last night. You look vaguely <laughs> familiar uh, as well. And uh, thanks everyone for joining uh, Dealcasters. And as always, don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations, you've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here 
in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow DealCasters Live as well at DealCasters.Live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.